So welcome traders to another episode of Trader Over the Shoulder. Today I'm also with Sal. Sal is one of the uh, head managers here at the Fivers and of course always Mickey. Hey guys. <laughs> so today we're actually going to talk about uh, something that I wanted to talk about for, for quite a while and is the biggest loss of Mickey but also um, Sal's biggest loss as well because he's got a, a great story and, and some really interesting kind of points and things that we can all learn from. So we're just going to talk about that today. So first of all, yeah, we'll start off with one of you guys. I think Mickey's stories, uh, we'll start off with you, Mickey. Okay. Um, just about your, your biggest loss, you're scared. Yeah. That's yeah, so, all good. So what actually uh, happened? Because you, you were a trader of 15 years and that was your biggest loss over the whole of the 15 years. So what actually happened then? It was uh, one year ago. Uh, on the SPC mm -hmm. space. Uh, if you're watching uh, Benson, what, what is his name? Benson. Benson, the guy that uh, have uh, Virgin Atlantic. Ah, Branson. Branson, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah if Branson. you're watching, you owe me big time. Big time. <laughs> and, um, he's English, you know? Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's English. You go visit him. Yeah, yeah, I'll go and visit him. Tell him. So, um, yeah, I still remember it. It took uh, three days. Um, you know, the, the main thing about the, this uh, loss, and we'll get into that in a second, but the main thing wasn't really the money. I mean, obviously it was big bucks, but it wasn't really the money. It was that I uh, let, you know, the loose and didn't have control on the trade. I so lost you, let the loss, you let the loss run and that's the thing that kind of yeah. bugged you up. And something I didn't do for 15 years or 14 years. So that's the main issue. And um, so I took, it was Monday, I uh, took long on space, it opened uh, beautifully, I actually was in profit about $2,000, pre-market, and when it started, um, I don't know why, you know, I thought that it's gonna go extra up or something like that, eventually it dropped down, I started to averaging down, adding more to my position, and because it uh, dropped majorly in the same day, uh, the broker, interactive brokers, you owe me also, uh, they cut my uh, leverage to two, uh, my buying power to two instead of four uh, intraday. So I didn't have, basically I didn't uh, have money, I ran out of uh, my account, I couldn't add more to my position, and the uh, first day I lost 25k, it was still open and the trade. I remember because I thought that I had a class where I showed them and explained to them about the trade, I'm six something like six thirty, like two hours in the trading day. I was down twenty five. It was crazy. Second day again. Don't remember the, the number there. But at the end on Wednesday, I traded uh, from an office uh, of my friend in Tel Aviv, and I still remember the last click on the button on the mouse. You know, when I'm covering ninety one ninety one thousand. Wow. 91, 91k, huh? Makes your heart stop a little bit as well. It's like, ah, oh, gosh. Man, it was a hard feeling. And all those days, like those three days, I'm fighting and trying to get back into the game. So I'm covering some of the losses, taking some of the losses. And now that I got more buying power, I'm trying to get in the trade and basically dropping the average, average, uh, yeah, average price. So 
always, if you would see the chart, you would see like thousands <coughs> of uh, really entering and exiting, entering and exiting. Nothing I did worked. Nothing. I mean, I I know how to trade and I know where to add and where to you know average and um, the amount that I need to invest in and all of that, but. I don't know, three days just dropping. You can see it on the charts, they just dropping and dropping and dropping. Crazy, crazy. Well, it sounds painful. It sounds painful, yeah. yeah. It's like, I remember when I had quite quite a big loss, um, I was trading Ethereum and I was trying to short the all-time highs. And first I was uh, in profits, but it was just like a little dip before it kept on going up, you know? So when did you actually, you obviously knew at like around 25k that you were wrong on the position. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that feeling, that feeling of why didn't you just close it then? What, what was that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, when I saw it around the 20s, I said I was making about 15 to $20,000. So like uh, on average month. So I was the same. Really, you know, a burning one full month in a trade, probably gonna go up or something like that. Or um, yeah, I could I could work it out because again, I know where to add to the position. I know where to find the right support level, the the point where it should uh, you know turn and start uh, bouncing up. So I give myself an extra credit, I guess. And that's uh, yeah. Sometimes you need to cut your losses. Yeah, I think it's when the, when the market gives you that little bit of profit and you feel, okay, that two grand, you're feeling on a good start, and then it's opposite. You kind of feel like it's going to go back up to that two or three grand or where you were going to go as well, but clearly... I mean, I, I had uh, losses of, um, let's say, five or six or seven thousand dollars when I, I turned the table and uh, uh, profit three thousand or whatever. So I knew it's possible, but uh, really, those three days were massive people selling, shorting it, you know, dropping the price. You can see on the chart, I'm looking at that five second chart. So you can see on the chart, it's every like five uh, cents that it's bouncing up, boom, in one, oh, just one second, just dropping the price again. And again, five, uh, five uh, cents bouncing up, again, dropping it there. So the, the momentum was so negative, and I just got into, you know, like a snowing board. Yeah, like it's just like that snowball that you're just rolling, getting bigger and bigger and kind of freezing you. Yeah. yeah. Surprised you weren't frozen at the computer screen just watching it instead of you actually went and did your classes and stuff like that. It's quite a... And Sal, you got a similar similar thing because you, you, you're a Forex trader. So where Mickey is like stocks, it's quite a similar story with you in, in FX. Or so, yeah, what, right. what happened uh, what happened to you in, in, in your trades? So mine was wasn't that large yeah. loss in absolute numbers. Uh, so it was twenty twenty, just at the beginning of the COVID. Yeah. But before we knew it was related to COVID. Mm -hmm. So before that I was already eight years following my strategy and my technique, which I do several techniques of also scaling in and scaling out positions. So when it's needed, I also add to positions. And when my setup fails, I, you know, I, I usually know, no, if the setup fails, I usually know when to uh, 
take yeah, a loss. Okay. Yeah. So for year for eight years already, by that time I was doing that consistently and profitable and doing well. Um, and suddenly something changes in the market, but in real time you don't, you don't realize that. And you're at that point where you know if you go into take, you know every trader has experienced that. You take the loss, or or the trade takes takes your loss and turns around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you keep that in mind, and you say, okay, so this time I will not take the loss, and I'll wait for the market to drop and then turn around, and it will go in my favor. Yeah. Only this time, that's what I thought. So it, this time I'm already in the loss. Okay, my my setup has already failed, so I know I should I should take the loss. I was at home, and I remember I, I my my son also, and um, and instead of taking the loss, I just you know moved it um, because there was a lot of momentum. That was the euro yen pair. Mm -hmm. You moved your stop. Yeah, I I cancelled it. Oh, you cancelled your <laughs> yeah. stop. Wow. Which is, which is a big mistake because you know it's it's going through so many key levels. It has to stop. It has yeah. to reverse at some point, and it just. It's not happening. So, you know, at some point, at some point, um, I'm, I'm deep in the loss. It goes back a little bit, and I think I was 1,000 in the loss. Mm -hmm. But I see, like, doing an impulse, a retracement. So I say, okay, I will not close it. I will not take the 1,000 loss. Um, of course, ne next thing I know, it's, you know, continues going up. Uh, or against my, my, my position, I ended up losing about 14,000. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, comparison to the 90k, it's not as large. Yeah. But it was, you know, completely out of, out of control. And I, I could feel the, you know, pain, the physical pain. And you're relying on trading for a living. And that happened in one account. So I had, you know, other accounts that I did not suffer that trading. Those accounts, but in that specific account, you don't understand why something that you have been doing for so many years now suddenly stops working. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that was the, 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 the story of the loss. Uh, but I think there's a lot to to learn from those experiences. And uh, right. so, yeah, yeah, carry on, man. <laughs> keep learning. If you want to do, yeah, keep 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 saying, man. Well. Listening as well. Yeah. So, so first the, the workspace. Okay, the workspace the, the workspace was was not the, the right one because I mean your home environment it wasn't the right yeah, environment it, it, yeah okay. your setup needs to be you know the the environment yeah. so if you're gonna be trading from home make sure you have a a, a dedicated space where you focus you know at the same time I was you know taking care of my my son, son. so he was a baby he started crying so I I lost the focus so I wasn't you know. In so the zone. You're blaming your baby no, son. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm taking that stop loss off. <laughs> no, he told me. To. Yeah. Uh, but, but the setup, the environment wasn't the, the right one. Okay. Um, and, and secondly, you know, you need to, you need to, you need to, like, like, like Mickey said, how long will it take that to recover? Okay, how long will it, will it take to recover the loss? So if you're relying on that for, for a living, you don't want to spend months recovering that, that loss. So I know a 1,000K loss is painful, 
do may take that, you know, it take a few days to record that instead of, you know, 14 k now and probably months to record. So, you, you, you know, that, that time I decided this, there's no more losses like that. No, I'd rather be wrong than losing money. Mm -hmm. So, I don't care about my ego. I don't care about my, my setup. I need to be aware that new things at the market changes all the time. I always prefer to be wrong than losing money. Mm -hmm. So I accept the loss, I take the loss, I cut it, and I leave another day for trade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lesson, lesson for you, would that be something similar kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, exactly. So uh, what I did after that, first I took like, I don't know, two weeks, a month to, uh, to recover. You know, really mentally afraid to, yeah, mentally, yeah. not to be afraid to uh, get in and trade again. It was really hard, you know. Um, Especially, I get that because you know what you're doing. You're doing it well for a long time, and then suddenly, really out of the blue, yeah. you're losing it. You're losing the control. So um, what I did, I also talked to myself and said, "Okay, this is your max loss. No matter what happened, I don't care. You close the position at that uh, price." And the other thing is, uh, you know. Um, Crafting up my uh, techniques now more, seeing if I'm adding, like if I'm averaging down. So um, how much, um, example, I started building up tables like um, Excel sheets mm -hmm. uh, with uh, buying power of only two and not four. Mm -hmm. So in case um, something happened and the broker closing my um, buying power, what is the max that I can use? How many shares I can buy? Mm -hmm. on any given stock and when I'm averaging down. Also um, checking the stats, how many times usually do I average down until it's bouncing back to my position and making and making new money. Wow. So um, something like, don't remember exactly, but something like 73% of the time, I only average down twice. So I entered mm -hmm. and average uh, down uh, two and times more back. and then it came back. So I know that 70 something percent of the time it should uh, continue to my favor yeah. but if it's more than that i need to uh, step back assess again and all of that is that something that you read in your in your journal specifically like okay i went into this position i averaged in twice and then it came back is that something that you manually wrote or is that something that your trading journal did automatically no, no the, i went each trade that i did yeah for six months and just each trade and just see, okay, I entered here, how many times I averaged down before it comes up, all that. That's a, literally one by one. It's quite an important stat actually when you think about it, if you know that then when you're averaging already, you're in your fourth or fifth average, you're kind of saying, okay, then I'm definitely, this is not not the right position, I'm obviously yeah. against the statistics. You need to calculate everything inside. So when you enter in the trade, you can either hit, uh, Take a full position, or you know, we talked about it when you enter it, just uh, scaling into a trade, and you need to take the the full risk into consideration. So if I have, like, if I know that usually I have uh, three uh, executions to enter into trade, mm -hmm. right? So I know the total should be X amount of dollars that I'm uh, willing to lose. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah. But Going back to the mentally, because I speak to a, a lot of traders, especially in Fiverr, traders, TTP and things like that, trade the pool. Um, traders that have 
big losses and then they don't know how to deal with that afterwards. They kind of go on a bit like tilt, so they have that big loss, they go and get another another account, they have another big loss, they get another account, they keep keep going. What is the recommendation for, for those traders? How do they get over that, that loss? How do they accept that loss mentally uh, once they have it? Right. Do you want to go on, so you could Yeah, it's not only it mentally. Uh, of course, what I need and I think something everyone should do is take a break, okay? Um, realize what happened, understand what happened, and understand that you're not alone. Every trader at some point in the career will suffer something similar, larger or smaller, but that painful loss. Um, so it's part of the process, the process okay? It's, it's fine to, to, to experience it. So take a break, mm -hmm. um, put your things together and come back. And once you come back, you really need to start small again. Because you, the first thing you need to, to do, and maybe it's the hardest to do, is forgetting about the money side of the trading, but you need to rebuild your confidence. So if, you're, if, if there's something happening in the markets, the forex market or the, or the stocks market, that it's uh, not right for your strategy. You just need to wait for that to pass, and, you know, the market to reset to what's usual for you. But it's but if it happened, you know, in normal uh, under on normal circumstances, you need to rebuild your own confidence, mm -hmm. and you need to forget about the money, and you need to focus on performance. So you have to make sure that now, day in, day out you're getting the results you used to in the points or you know points or pips mm -hmm. side of the of the equation of the trade. And once you see you know you have now like a forward testing mm -hmm. that your performance has come back to normal, then you can start growing in you know size, size and, stuff. And, and, and go back to the you know, the money part of, of trading. Yeah. But I, I, I would say that that's the yeah. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> There's a, there's a problem there because when you lose him, right? Mm -hmm. Most people uh, want to return the loss, right? Yeah. Remember when we uh, we talked about it also? Like if you started your trading with five thousand dollars, you lost two thousand mm dollars. -hmm. Now only thing that you can think of is just how do I get back, back that loss? Yeah, right. Get it back, and um, and it's hard to say to do what you said. Because all, all you're focusing, all you're focusing on is how I've just lost that much money. I see a setup. How am I going to get all that money back in the right. next trade? So it takes one of that, like the most disciplined trader, to 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 do that. So it's, I guess. Uh, we'll talk about it maybe more in depth in uh, the risk management part, but it's more of understanding the that it's a game of probability uh, more than just um, winning or losing. Mm -hmm. You know, so. When you have that set of mind, I guess uh, you're taking the part of the, the money, the dollars, and you put it aside and only focusing on, okay, I'm just doing step at a time, what I need to do, what I know how to do, and from that point, uh, you get it back on the ropes. So you, you'd say still cut cut the size of your trading, so still cut the risk? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so it's the same kind of thing, it's it for... Okay. Just uh, just mentally try to forget about um, you know the money part. Uh, for example, one of the things that I think we covered that in the first episode. But one of the things that helped me become profitable is deleting the PNL from the um, from the, you know, like the platform. Uh, platform. Yeah, from the platform basically. So 
I wouldn't look at the BNL for a week and then for a month. I didn't touch it, didn't look, because at the end of the day, the, the money is the results of good performance. Yeah. yeah, I think especially when you're in a position and then in my in my trading as well, I and mean, then you suddenly see a position, you're in good profits, naturally you start feeling like you actually want to close the position even though there's no reason to close the position. Mm -hmm. Then you close too early and it goes up to your take profit and then you feel you know, annoyed at yourself that you just closed a good position, you've left all those profits, but it's also when you're in the opposite direction, you're losing a lot of money, suddenly you want to hold on for that for some reason because you don't want to lose that that monetary number right there. So yeah. um, that's a good one, just closing off the PNL and not seeing that. Just, uh, I think that's a nice little trick to be fair. Just leave it aside because it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. The, yeah. the money, it's not the, the cause. The money is not what we're doing. Yeah. We're performing, we're executing trades. If you do that right, you'll get money at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And it took you, I think it was like six months to get back onto track with the, the yeah. loss. Uh, yeah. And one trade, you just blow six months of, uh, of trading. Work, and yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't sleep for for those three days. I, I barely slept. Um, it was while doing the trading, and uh, after that as well, you know, it's always in your head. How do I get back? First thing, how, how do I get back the money? You yeah. know, and how do I get back to trading? <coughs> really clicking on the mouse, but um, yeah. It's like, it's like when you're in the trade and you're looking at the chart and you're telling yourself all the time like why you should hold on to this loss and you keep going but then when you're like you've closed it and you look at the chart suddenly you see you know why was i in this position in the start you know why did i get into it i um, mean in my case at least that I, I took the trade the trade was a good trade to take the first one mm -hmm. it was a good take to, uh, uh, trade to be in uh, pre-market I should have uh, uh, closed the position when I uh, reached that two thousand dollars profit, definitely, because this uh, that was my uh, aim. You know? um, and as soon as I saw that it's um, you know dropping more than five, six, seven thousand, I should close that uh, there. But um, really, I kept fighting and fighting. It was mentally and physically hard, mm -hmm. keeping focus. I didn't leave the computer for those three days, uh, except from the uh, teaching that I had. And all just fighting, you know, entering, taking loss, buying more, taking loss, buying more. Uh, eventually, the stock went from um, where I left it to uh, something like $9. So I was there. Where did you get in again? Uh, 42 or 44, wow. 46. No, not in my uh, uh, time, not in the trading, those yeah. three days. I, I don't know, but you can see it on the chart. It, it dropped like um, maybe 7 or $10, something like that. Wow. Well, then it went, uh, it went down uh, till this day to 9 or something. Yeah. So I'm happy about it. And if I could have cursed, I would have <laughs> said something. Yeah, you could, yeah, I don't know what YouTube would say if you were cursing on yeah. that, on that part, there you go. So both of you actually teach, because Mickey, you teach uh, people, uh, Mickey stocks and things like that. You teach stock trading and so 
you've been a senior portfolio analyst here, you spoke, you speak to hundreds of traders. What are the kind of um, things that you see, kind of the mistakes that you see everyday traders do or new traders do that kind of make those kind of losses kind of happen? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Or you see kind of mistakes that making that can prevent losses or? Yeah, the first one is, and almost always, the over leveraging. Once, once you trade a large amount of money, yeah. you, you are, you're only focused on that. Okay, so once that goes large, it's very hard to take, to take the, the loss. But if you're, again, if you're trading the right size, mm -hmm. if you're trading small, it will be easier to take the losses when you have to. Okay, if, you, if you're going to lose $1 in a trade, you will be able to go to sleep knowing you lost $1. But if that same dollar is $10,000, you will not be able to go to, go to sleep. Okay? That's Mickey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so really, trading, trading more or, or taking more risk than, than they should, it's a, it's a big component of that. So that's one. And second, um, I, I think most traders have, you know, they see trading as a, as a temporary thing, mm -hmm. and they don't take it like a, as a business and mm -hmm. as a long-term career. So like short, they're like short-term mindset kind of things. Yeah, kind of and thing. they don't see it for the long run and the, and the real opportunity that can bring to you as you know, in a financial aspect of your life. So if you were thinking of that as a business and you know, I don't know, you have a partner or a boss and you have every decision you make, you have to explain to someone else, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be taking those kind of risks or you would take the losses because explaining why you took the loss, if that's the right thing to do, um, you, you would explain it would be a good mm -hmm. thing to do. But once we're alone and we don't see it, we don't take it you know, responsibly and serious with the seriousness that is needed, uh, we allow ourselves to, you know, to play, to with, the to, to play, to play the, with the rules. And last thing, um, Again, we're really focused about the outcome of our trades. We need to remember that we can't, we can't control that on, 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 the, on, on our trades. There's certain things we can control, where we enter, where we exit, and how much we're going to risk. The outcome is not on us. So we need to focus on making the, the good setups and taking our good trades and forget about the outcome. Because even the best setups out there might fail and might end up losing money. They're still good setups. They just lost money. So we need to again refocus on the performance and on the process, and not on the, and not just, the money. Yeah, no, we won't go into too much of risk management and stuff. But you mentioned obviously the appropriate amount of, of risk to put on the trade. Yeah. What's the appropriate amount of risk to put on the trade? Yeah. Is it until you're you feel comfortable and, and you're like okay now. This is fine, like two, three hundred dollars. How yeah. do you know it was so, so? So we all have like a, a risk tolerance <clears throat> a threshold yeah. and a risk profile. Um, so it's like a muscle you go and build. Okay, so it's very different for each one of us. So maybe you're comfortable with half percent, maybe you're comfortable with one percent, maybe you're comfortable with five percent per trade. Okay, so there's no right or wrong, but make sure you start small. You know, with the least you can. And then if you're comfortable with that, you know, increase it, you know, make it, make it bigger. Uh, but don't start with something you can't, you know, you, you lose emotional control over the trade. Mm -hmm. What would you say, uh, Mickey? Yeah, I completely agree. First of all, don't trade alone. 
So these days, you know, you got plenty of uh, with us, uh, like Trader Bull, the Fivers, we got like community, trade that community. Exactly, yeah. <coughs> Someone that uh, is um, accountable. Accountable, exactly. So you're not trading by yourself and the decision you're making, you know that others are watching you and uh, will criticize you according to that. So something like a boss, mm -hmm. right? Um, other than that, yeah, stuff that uh, Saul just made, said. Um, you know. Yeah, building that, that muscle of risk with a lot of people that you've taught as well, Mickey, and I know it's probably the same kind of, same as in Forex, but how do they, they develop that kind of risk tolerance? You just say keep putting on slowly adding size or? I mean, just build a system that you can work with. First, you say that you're working right and you're profitable, right? Yeah. Then uh, you understand that, okay, if I'm trading for a, for a full month and I know that I'm doing uh, the right thing and I, I see the results, so now I can add um, 10%, 15%, 20% to the risk that I'm taking. Yeah. Let's see how can I handle uh, with that, you know, mm -hmm. trade with that. If I don't see that it's uh, affecting me too much, like mentally affecting me, that I'm in a good position. So I can continue uh, to grow from there. Uh, some will use the free trade uh, rule. You know, mm -hmm. when you, let's say you're risking $50, how would you feel and act if you would lose lose uh, three trades in a row? Mm -hmm. With so, the fifty dollars. Yeah, with the fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. Would you you know go crazy and say what I've done, etc. Sleep at night or you know okay, that's fine. I'm feeling good with uh, hundred and fifty total. Mm -hmm. I can continue to trade and it's not affecting my uh, you know uh, decision making. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, you need to play with it. There is no no right or wrong answer. But you know what? And not many people talk about or realize that <coughs> trading small not only improves your losing side of the trading, but also improves your winning side of the trading. Because a lot of traders struggle with little their winnings run. Mm -hmm. it, it is the same psychology behind it. If you're winning, if you're up one hundred dollars, you don't yeah. want to take that win. You want to let let it go mm -hmm. and let it. Uh, you, Run for five hundred, one thousand dollars. Okay, so when you're losing, when you're risking small, mm -hmm. you will improve your losing side of trading, but you it will also allow you to let your your winnings trade you know run for longer. Instead of seeing that big number, and then you just want to take the money right away, and okay. then you close the trade, and you just see it continue for <coughs> many points in your face. What about a soft, soft and hard stop? Which, uh, which one would you guys recommend? A soft stop or a hard stop? Just everything, yeah? Because hey. Mickey, you, you, you run naked sometimes on your positions, you know? Sometimes I, I see that's all. <laughs> uh, this is a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of the time, uh, for the, few, the first few years, I had a hard stop in the system, definitely. Uh, but as you go along and started, you know, starting a little bit more averaging down and stuff like that, and, and you're more comfortable with trading, then not using uh, most of the time, not using a hard stop, uh, just because, you know, 
I can trade, you know, I can trade the trade, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So sometimes when you enter in here, putting your stop loss here, then, then there is no, like you said, there is no control other than that. But I guess when, the, when you continue to trade all, all the time and you're really focusing on trading full time, then you start uh, really trading, let's call it, and um, even if you entered here and your stop is here, you can still play and scale in, scale out, and this is actually real trading, you know, when you always scale in, scale out, and play with the position. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, my point of view, obviously, it doesn't mean that that's the right one yeah. for the mm -hmm. guys that are listening right now. It's just uh, <laughs> No, I guess the good habit would be to always make sure you have a stop, at the start, yeah. even if it's very far, yeah, yeah. you know, just to protect you against, you know, a, a new scenario that you weren't expected or something. That would be the good, the, I mean, no, the good habit. And then once you once you have that <laughs> once you have that habit in place, then you can start, you know, playing yeah. around with with it. How do a trader? I'm gonna tell traders like how how do they how do they learn to average down correctly? You know, well, it's not a good thing to do. But Mickey every uh, yeah, go to Mickey. But every at the end of the day. The majority of traders in their career of trading are going to find out or going to average into a position for the good or for the bad. And they need to learn how to, to average into a position correctly, you know. Where do they learn to the techniques of averaging into positions or, or, or managing the trade correctly? Where do they learn to do that? First, first of all, you know, there, there are stuff that, you know, you only learn from experience, right? I can teach you how to drive and tell you how to drive, but if you're not sitting uh, and starting and driving. playing with, yeah, yeah. driving, playing, and playing, playing with driving. With <laughs> and uh, so you, you won't be able to know how to uh, maneuver uh, along the, uh, the road. Mm -hmm. So uh, first is experience. Other than that, you know, there are tons of YouTubers, yeah. Obviously, hours as well that you can learn stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, what I would recommend is first understand what is the uh, the total risk that you're capable of taking, and uh, other than that, build Excel sheets that will show you exactly how much you're adding, where do you add, you know. So mm -hmm. you will have a system that's saying, okay, I entered here. Only if it will drop to a major support level, and I have, I don't know, deviation in the MACD and uh, the volume coming in strong or whatever it is, then, but only then, I will add more to my position, yeah. But only if I have the right set of, um, you know, the rules, the parameters that I need. Mm -hmm. Exactly like if you enter in a position, right? You enter in a trade, you have X amount of parameters that work in, uh, uh, toward uh, this trade. Oh, yeah, figure it to this way. So yeah, the same thing applies. Nice. So, yeah, I don't know where where you can learn it. I've done a, three, a couple of videos, and you can find it on our YouTube channel, of course. Um, but the important thing is not to make people think this is um, a martingale system or something like that. It's not related to that. It's just a technique you need to know how to use mm -hmm. when it's right to use within your strategy, it needs to be planned out, as you yeah. make said. It's not yeah. something you do randomly. Uh, it's not just, you know, adding to a precision because, you know, Because you want to get it yeah, down. It needs, yeah. needs to be planned within the setup. <laughs> okay, it's not always right to do that. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 
need to start playing with them, experimenting with them, if you feel comfortable with them. Um, but if you think about it, it's like the, you know, the big money manager, money managers yeah. out there. We have to, you know, to, to throw billions into the market. You cannot do that in one at one price. Okay, so you you throw it at certain levels. So it's just like trying to mimic that same process they do, mm -hmm. just with your retail account, your, your small account. Okay? So yeah. instead of throwing everything, all the risk, all the one percent at certain level, you throw a quarter of percent and then quarter of percent and then half percent and that's it but you're still risking one percent in the whole so yeah that's it fair enough all right <laughs> yeah that's it well thanks guys for tuning in make sure you're subscribed to the podcast uh, we've got a lot of episodes especially next one probably risk management um, but definitely check out the fiverr's youtube page and Trade the pool for loads of contents on the equities market, also on the uh, FX markets. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you.